2: Hello everybody and welcome to a brand new year here on the Eurotrip, your favourite Eurovision podcast. Joining me as ever is the wonderful Rob Lilly. Hello James, it has of course been Christmas and New Year since we last spoke. What did you get? Did you get any Eurovision related gifts is my question? No, actually, is the simple answer. I mentioned it on last week's episode where I uh, brought you the interview with Karin Gunnison from Melody Festival, And, and uh, no, I, I didn't get any Christmas gifts. We know so many of you did. You got in touch with us on, uh, on Twitter and shared some of your lovely Eurovision t-shirts and mugs. But I got nothing, nothing Eurovision related. How about you?
3: That is really disappointing. Yeah, no, you mentioned the people that got in touch, so I'm just going to mention a few of you. Thank you to Rosie. Rosie, by the way, who exchanged ESC mixtape CDs with her partner.
2: Isn't that fantastic? I didn't realise mixtape CDs were still on. Yeah, that's very exciting. Maybe we should start doing that with each other. That would be good fun. That would be good, wouldn't it?
3: Let's let's do that, or, or maybe not. Uh, thank you to Mark as well. He was also CD-based. He got uh mana Skin. He got uh, Benjamin Ingrosso, Duncan Lawrence. Uh, Nick got an excellent T-shirt of, uh, I think, Eurovision 1989, which is absolutely sensational. Loads of others as well. This is what I got,
2: right? You ready? Yeah. So you're going to show me. The listeners can't see, but I'm going to try my best to bring it to life. Go on. I think this will come in very useful. Ah, yes, very good. It's not hugely Eurovision-based, but it will be very handy in, let's say, May 2022. It certainly will. This is an Italian phrase
3: book and dictionary. Now pick a page number and I'll read you a word. 134. 134. Has we it got go. that many pages? It has, thankfully, got <laughs> that many pages. 134. Uh I'd like to go to. That is very handy. That is a very
2: handy phrase. So I'd like to go to is Vure and Array. So if you say that and then say Torino at the end, what a way to start the podcast for 2022. Vure and Array, Torino. It's time for the Euro trip.
3: As you know, La Sonda always said, take it away. Hi, we are Tadeo Kakamaknit and you're listening Bye. to Euro.
4: But I don't close any doors. I love Eurovision, I love of Svalen, and, and it will always be
5: a part of me. That night, I found myself live on Russian state television for, for Russia's Song for Europe.
2: I said to Joe, send BBC Teenage Life. Maybe two weeks
4: later, I was at a press conference and I was on making your mind up.
5: Everyone was like, Eldar,
1: calm, celebrate with us the end of filming, they put honey on my face and I needed to be, you know, sexy with this honey on my face. Hi
6: there, my name is Martin
4: Östadal. I am the executive supervisor of the Eurovision Song Contest. You are listening to
2: Eurotrip. Hello and welcome to the Eurotrip, the world's favourite Eurovision podcast with me, James. Me, Rob. And joining us this week is one of the fan favourites from Eurovision 2021 from Lithuania. It's The Roop. The Roop just one of many, many people joining us on
3: today's podcast. It's a blockbuster. We'll tell you about it in a second. But I was delighted to catch up with The Root just before Christmas, actually, and they were on fine form as you will hear in the interview. We chat about all sorts of stuff including their experience of course in Rotterdam, including how they may not have worn the yellow suits on the stage as they did and also they told me this about their feelings at having to compete again in the Lithuanian selection to try and represent them in Rotterdam for a second time.
6: I think we thought that a better decision could have
4: been made I was mad, I
3: remember <laughs> I was mad that I said that.
4: Oh, but then then I realized that okay, it's a new situation for everybody, so we need to to move on. on. Yeah, Yeah. we need to to do something about that.
2: Yeah, I'm very excited for you to hear this info. Also, very disappointed when you said they were on fine form because I really thought you were gonna say they were on fire, that would have been very much better oh god that didn't work very much better, <laughs> better to say we'll roll with it anyway uh what else is on the podcast today well uh of course the Lithuanian selection for 2022 is coming up this weekend but it's not the only one that's been happening albania festival of kengis took place over the christmas period so i've been chatting with ronnie klein from eurovision albania to find out everything that has been happening over there and there are loads more selections as we know this year. And I've
3: been chatting to one of the hopefuls for 2022, Alina Amon. She's in Romania's
2: selection this year. So we'll be finding out all about her hopes and dreams for 2022. So we've got all that and more to come. You're listening on ACAST on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. This is the Euro Trip. It is indeed the Euro Trip podcast. So good to have
3: you with us. And I hope you had a good New Year. I hope you had a good Christmas. It feels like it's been ages since we last did one of these, because since we did, since we were joined by stephanie mid-December, we have, of course, brought you Almost Live from Paris, our coverage of the Junior Eurovision Song Contest, and two festive specials, as you would come to expect from us here on the EuroTrip. Now, this year, I think, well, last year, actually, in fact, we... Really treated you, didn't we? Because we gave you Jon Ola Sand, my chat with him, the former executive supervisor of the Eurovision Song Contest. And James, you were in conversation last week with Karen Gunnison, one of the producers behind Melfest 2022.
2: Yeah, that was a great chat as well. Really loved sitting down with her. And she's full of enthusiasm for Melfest. That's going to kick off in the next few weeks as national final season begins. But it's safe to say, as we always say ourselves, what a reaction we've had online to both my chat with Karin and your chat with the one and only and
3: Yeah, honestly, it was so good to, uh, to chat to him. Best afternoon I've ever had. Only second to maybe the afternoon I had with Krista Bjorkman back, uh, back in March 2021. But we've been so lucky. We always say it to have such brilliant people on the podcast. And that will continue. I promise you, in 2022, we will endeavour to bring you the biggest names linked to Eurovision. So thank you to all of you who have got in touch, always. And James, very quickly, we've got a very exciting new place people can go to read all of the great news stories that come from the podcast.
2: We do indeed. You know how much we love to bring you some great guests, get some exclusive stories out of them, whether they are artists or whether they are like Karin and Yann Lasand. Uh, well, you can now head to com to keep up to date with any of the big stories that break from the podcast. You can have a scroll through there, find out all the stories we brought you last year, find out some other bits and bobs. So yeah, go and check that out, eurotrippodcast.com. As a treat for you
3: as well, there is an About Us page, which has a currently massive picture of mine and James's face. (laughs) When I was setting up the website, I didn't intend for it to be that large, but it is huge. Uh, By the time you head there, maybe James will have sorted it out for me, but we'll find out. I wanted to bring you this, though. A fantastic piece of correspondence we received between Christmas and New Year, courtesy of Mitch from the USA. Now, we love our international listeners here on the podcast. You know this. You might remember we had Alejandra, who got in touch with us when we were doing Almost Live from Paris. She's a listener to the podcast from Mexico. We already know, of course, we've got listeners in New York City. We've got listeners in Australia. We've got listeners everywhere. But Mitch got in touch on the Eurotrip Instagram, at Eurotrip Podcast, and he sent us this wonderful message. not going to read it all because it's quite long, but I loved every word of it so Mitch thank you very much he said hello from a big fan from Minneapolis in Minnesota he said i discovered your podcast last year and have been eating up all the episodes um, he said, it's, it's been brilliant to listen. He said, surprisingly, Minneapolis has quite the Eurovision fan club. In 2019, we had 300 plus people show up to our Eurovision party. Well, Mitch, if you want to share the podcast with the other 300 people who are at the party, that would be ideal. Um, he said that he has been in love with Eurovision since 2008. And he met his fiance at a Christmas party. And he knew he was the one when he heard him mention Eurovision and started humming satellites by Lena. So I love a lovely little Eurovision story from Mitch in Minneapolis.
2: Yeah, it's lovely that, isn't it? Just a lovely Eurovision fairy tale, honestly. Really, really... Oh, stop it. What?
3: Was that a Eurovision Was that an Alexander
2: Ryback pun, or were you actually being sincere? No, I was genuinely being sincere, and then when I (laughs) started to think about saying it, I thought, somebody's (laughs) going to pick up on the fact that this is Alexander Ryback. But anyway... Lovely to hear from you. Thanks for getting in touch. And if you want to get in touch as well, uh, we'd love to hear from you. We are at Eurotrip Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. uh, Or on the email, we are hello at eurotrippodcast.com.
3: now in the year of the eurovision song contest 2022 very exciting the countdown to turin starts here although it's a bit ironic me saying that because we've been counting down for the
2: last few months and we've september props but anyway you know what i mean but james there is so much news to talk about yes there is as usual it was um it was remarkably busy during, you know, November and December, where it's meant to be a bit quiet in the world of Eurovision. But we're getting really busy in 2021. And naturally, we've hit January, we've hit 2022, and news is coming out of all the pause <laughs> I thought you were going to say orifice, which is <laughs> one of my least favourite words. Yeah, we are understandably
3: getting a lot of info through about the, I think at the last count, 2,477 national selections that are taking place this year. <laughs> But I may as well crack on. Um, In the last day or so, we found out that Vladana Vukinic has been selected to represent Montenegro in Turin. So good to have Montenegro back, of course, when they skipped out Rotterdam in 2020 and 2021. Uh, She had previously tried to represent her country twice, having been a contestant at Montevigia in 2005 and again in 2006. This is interesting. The song is being produced by Darko Dimitrov, who has worked with some huge names in the Balkan region, especially names associated with Eurovision. He also produced the songs for North Macedonia in 2013, 2014, 2018 and 2019. So he knows a thing or two about Eurovision. Since we last spoke, and it's nuts that this is since we last spoke, but I promise you it is, uh, We Are Domi won ESCZ and will represent the Czech Republic with Lights Off in Rotterdam. Uh, Stein de Hollander, better known as S10 has been internally selected to represent the Netherlands. Amanda Tenfjord will be representing Greece and we'll have more on Albania, choosing Renéla Hajati as their act with James shortly. Now, in Romania, TVR have released all of the 46 songs that are competing in Selectia Naționala 2022 for the right to represent Romania at Eurovision. Right, James, I hope you've got your book because this is confusing. I hope you've got a pen and you're writing this down. From February the 5th to the 10th, the jury and the public will be able to vote online for their favourite acts. The jury will then select 15 songs to progress to the second part of the final, while the public will select five songs. There will then be a televised semi-final when 10 songs will then progress to the final, which is due to be held on March the 5th. I'll be chatting to one of those hopefuls later on. Hope that all makes sense. In Malta, TVM have announced 22 semi-finalists that will be competing in their Eurovision selection. They include Nicole Azapardi, who represented Malta at the Junior Eurovision Song Contest in 2010. Jessica Muscat represented San Marino in 2018. She's in there as well. And Richard Micheleff, who represented Malta at Eurovision in Copenhagen in 2014. He's there too. North Macedonia will use a similar format to the Czech selection to determine their Eurovision 2022 selection. That's according to the Greek site Eurovision Fun. Submissions still open until the 16th of Jan. So if you're interested in representing North Macedonia, not too late. Although, importantly, you have to be from North Macedonia. And finally, the directors have been announced for this year's Eurovision Song Contest. Uh, Duccio Forzano and Christian Bjordani have been announced as the names that we're working on the contest. Uh, Duccio Forzano worked on San Remo. He's done so six times. Christian Bjordani has directed the Junior Eurovision Song Contest. He did so in 2015. And he's also worked on the MTV Europe Music Awards. That was a lot of names, a lot of names that were quite difficult to pronounce.
2: But I think we got there. Oh, God, what a roller coaster that was. My, oh, my. Well done for doing that, because it, there's been a lot of news, but that's been spread over the last three or four weeks, hasn't it, since we last brought you a news update. So hopefully, oh, I'm trying to say this very optimistically, I don't think it'll happen, though. Hopefully next week, uh, the news will be a bit quieter. Really think You're a laugh. laugh. <laughs> it's not going quieter, is it? Oh, dear. But no, thanks very much for bringing us that update. One of the important ones, Uh, In there was, of course, about Albania. They chose their artist uh, over the Christmas break. So I thought it would be wise if we could have a bit more of an in-depth chat about it. So I got in touch with Ronnie Klein from Eurovision Albania. You'll know them on Twitter. They are at ESC Albania or the website Eurovision.al. That's where we get all the latest news from uh, about Albania in Eurovision. And, of course, Festival Ikengis, their national selection Uh, process that they use which celebrated its 60th anniversary at the back end of 2021 and the eventual winner of that was Ronella Hajati with her song Secret. Uh, It was selected by uh, just a jury but it's safe to say there has been a very popular reaction from fans online as well. So to begin with I started off by asking Ronnie for his reaction on her song for Eurovision 2022.
5: Personally, I like it very much. I I I have been listening constantly to it since it won, and been dancing to it as well. So for I'm happy that it it won. Um, it was the right choice. It was the right choice for this for this year with the songs that they were. I think that this was the right choice. And what do we know
2: about Ronella so far? Because naturally for a lot of Eurovision fans, she'll be a new name. They won't have heard of her before, but what do you know about her? What can you tell us uh, about Ronella as an artist?
5: Well, Ronella, she has been doing uh, her career for quite a while. And she she's a daughter of a deceased artist actually, who uh, was, she grew up with the festival. Um, when she was very small, she 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 has been on um, following her father and on the national TV and on the festival, and she is a major name in Albania. She has a lot of uh, songs, although she hasn't been trying the festival. Uh, when she when she came, she was also immediately rumored as one of the f- favorites to win. Not only because she was a big name, but usually when there's a big name, the also a good song follow, that goes hand by hand. So otherwise, yeah, I not followed her so much in their earlier career. There's some and songs, they, but but usually her songs, they haven't been my cup of tea. Strangely that this one I like, so it was I, th- I think that she thought as well, this was right for the festival, I don't know.
2: You talk about the festival there, uh, festival Kengis, of course, uh, that took place last week. 20 fantastic artists took part and What do you think about the show altogether? Because I think it's safe to say over the last few years, uh, the festival has really developed quite a bit, hasn't it? It has become a lot more popular. It's become a lot more modern and up to date. Would you agree with that?
5: Yes, totally. Um, I think that the festival has now realized that, okay, we are doing also this is not the festival just for the festival's sake, this is also a festival that chooses a song for Eurovision. So, of course, it's adapting uh, year by year. And this year, I found it um, nice that they uh, dedicated the final evening to the Eurovision. So, the artists, they could choose the songs, uh, lyrics, rather they to be in English or in Albanian, or how they thought it. Although, of course, that what songs win in Albania is never the f- the finished product. That's always the case. That's always, always a revamp and will be also Ronela's case, of course. But there was a lack of some other big names. Um, The festival has been struggling a little with taking these big names in the past. Like for example, um, Aurela Gache is not returning. Maybe she's becoming too big. Bessa, uh, I don't know if you know about Bessa Kogdima. I would have loved for her to be there.
2: You talked about uh, the word revamp before, uh, because yes. <laughs> we know we always know Albania are one of the first countries to choose the song and always one of the last to do a revamp. We always get a <laughs> bit of a different feel to the song when it comes to being submitted. And it looks like Ronella is going to be working with a pretty big producer as well on this revamp.
5: As much as I got to know uh, actually today from the national TV, she's going to work in with big producer in London and part of the songs are going to be in English, but uh, mainly in Albanian. Uh, but then there will be also part part of the songs in, in in English.
2: So we talk about the revamp. There, you mentioned there's going to be a little bit of English language in there. Of course, when the song was selected, that was all done by a jury. So we haven't necessarily had any public vote on this yet. Is that a bit of a concern to you, or have you seen? Of it course. Was- at-
5: that's always a concern to me. Um, and always when I've been speaking to the national TV, the director of the festival, uh, Martin, when I talk to him, say, I don't understand why Albania has not a televote on that. Because the thing is that, that, um, that it would reflect the Albanian audience what they want. Uh, personally, I think that the Albanian audience would have chosen this song this year as well, but uh, let's speak about two years ago when it was the case of Elvana Jatà not winning with the jury. I think that the televote is missing there. And of course it concerns me a lot because I think we need, uh, all due respect to the jury, we need a, a wider uh, audience to, to to choose the song.
2: Well, from what I've seen, at least it appeared that Ronella was a very popular artist amongst fans, especially online, so hopefully there'll be enough people who are happy with the artists that they've chosen. Uh, Looking ahead to Turin then, my final question for you, uh, what are your hopes for Ronella and her song secret in Turin? Is it gonna be Albania's third top 10 in a grand final?
5: I think that Ronella, depending also what songs the other countries will, will send because this is not only about her. There were also over 40 other countries who has to have a song to compete. I think that Ron- Ronella's song this year will do something, will make people dance for sure. So um, best case scenario with uh, the COVID hopefully be in history by then. The clubs in Italy, uh, the fan clubs, they will dance to it. Uh, I think it is going to be one of the favorites of this year. I think personally, then hopefully, of course, uh, a top 10. But, you know, then the voting, it is... The voting is the voting. It's it can be affected by so many things. There's a jury in Eurovision, and there's of course the audience. and Let's just hope for the best. I hope. I think. I hope that will be a top ten, ten, ten song because it is it is fun.
2: Well, let's see what happens. There's a lot to change between now and Turin. Uh, one of the big things, of course, the revamp, and maybe. Uh, Ronnie, we'll catch up again once the revamp has come out. Great to chat to you here on the EuroTrip. For sure, great to chat
5: with you too. Have a nice evening.
3: When you aren't listening, you can find us on social media.
2: We're at Eurotrip Podcast. Warming you up for the Eurovision Song Contest.
3: So there you have it. That is Albania's entry for Eurovision 2022, due to undergo a bit of a revamp, as we know, but it is a bit of a banger, to be honest, a bit of a guilty pleasure of mine. So hoping that that gets a positive result in Turin come May. Come five months' time, Eurovision's getting closer, everybody. One of those also hoping to be there, oh, let me pick up that seg, is Alina Amon. She is in Romania's Eurovision selection for this year. And over the next few weeks, this is what we're going to do on the podcast. We are going to be chatting to some of the hopefuls who are hoping to be representing their country at Eurovision in 2022. got plenty of those lined up. We've got Benidorm Fest guests coming your way. we got, it's not called this, but me and James call it this, Padabominacho in Lithuania. Got some of them guests on the way as well. But it was great to chat to Alina. As I said, she's in Romania's selection show this year with her song, Without You. We'll hear a bit of her song during our chat. And I started by asking her to tell us a little bit more about her as an artist.
1: Well, thank you so much for having me. It's really, really nice. And it's quite refreshing to hear some English. So uh, I'm I'm very, very happy to to be here in in this podcast. And... uh, I hope my English won't let me down. (laughs) I've been playing and singing since I was a child. My mom is a musician here in Romania. She plays pretty much acoustic music, let's say like guitar. And and, um, she writes her own music as well. And I've got that from her. So I started playing um, as a a child. uh, And then I started in my teenager years, I started uh, writing my own music. Then, you know, uni happened and I had to choose between um, design and music. So I started studying that and my music just became a little bit of a hobby. Um, But then I said, I'll I'll try to to give my music a chance because I'm still young, you know. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, and I said, I'll I'll try this now because I can always go back to being a designer, full-time designer and do that. When it comes to Eurovision... I've always watched this competition, the song competition. I loved it. This year, I got an email back from um, the broadcaster. Yeah. So they answered my email that I've sent in September, asking them, you know, how is it going to be this year? Because the the last couple of years, they changed it. And uh, they answered me about 2nd of December, I think. And the deadline was 19th. So I had about two weeks to come up with a song and uh, produce it and have everything ready in time so it was quite a a race let's say to to have everything ready in time and uh, and that was it yeah I, I had the song ready and then uh, don't know magic happened
3: alina you mentioned before that you spent time in in the uk and you mentioned yes. you mentioned your work as a designer talk to us about your life outside of music because i think our listeners will be fascinated to find out what you do <laughs>
1: Uh, yeah, so um, I went to uni to, to study design, um, and after uni, and one, one year I've been in the UK at the Wolverhampton University. I don't know if my teachers or anybody there remembers me. <laughs> um, so uh, after that, I got a job as a furniture designer, and I've discovered this amazing business, and um, I've started designing sofas and you have no idea what uh, it's it's really amazing and interesting so i fell in love with it um and then i said i'll put that on hold for a bit because i wanted to focus on my music so i came back to romania because my mom is a singer here and i have a little bit more connections let's say it's it's a little bit easy to move around i know people on the radio and uh, some tv shows and stuff like that so I can make myself heard a little bit better.
3: You mentioned before we started recording, me and you were chatting yeah. before the interview. And, you know, you mentioned, I asked how would your Christmas and New Year be? And, and you said, you know, it was amazing because you've got such happy news. You found out you're in the Romanian selection.
1: Oh, um, well, I, I was very, very nervous about it, especially the last few days because I sent my song on the 17th. It's still not ready. It's still not like the, you know, the, the full complete version of the song and uh, i see like the broadcasters they um, put it put it online last night uh, the version that i sent but uh, it will improve a little a little bit it will improve um but uh, I, I was that nervous about it i didn't know I, I was thinking like how i will tell my friends if i didn't get it that that was stressing me out because i've put a lot a lot of time into it in the little in those two weeks before before the deadline. So I actually dreamt about it in, in the night before they uh, put up put out the results and I had a dream that I didn't take. it, it was uh, it was stupid like I was searching something on Google and then it was like a huge no on the on the screen and um, I woke up with this thought and I didn't know if it, it was real it was not real and then one of my friends uh, he texted me and he said congratulations. I think like, what happened? What happened? I thought that I, I might have uh, got selected and, you know, but uh, I was asking him, like, what happened? What happened? Just to make sure that I don't mess it up and, you know, that I'm not happy for nothing. And he was actually making fun of me. Like, I said, congratulations. So it's real. You got it. <laughs> I am no longer myself. How can I, how can I sleep at night? There were two hearts in the room Tell me now tell me now you may say true there is no time it's only space it's you that I cannot replace oh you'll turn the call when I'm good.
3: song of course because the song's called without you it's in english yes and yes. it's it's a it's a brilliant up-tempo ballad isn't it so tell us a bit more about the song yeah
1: yeah so i told you i wrote i wrote the song a while back and um the song is about losing someone and or just not having that person uh, next to you that person that makes you who you are let's say, if you lose your compass or your your rock, you know. And it's about that feeling because I was, um, I live by myself in, in the UK. So I had moments when I felt quite alone. I, I make friends easily, but, uh, you know, sometimes I just miss my family or my mom. She's my rock.
3: And, and people listening to this, they can help you go as far as possible as well, because they can vote for the song as well when voting opens on on Facebook, thank I think, you. in February.
1: Yeah, thank you, thank you. And since last night, you know, I had a, it's it's really, really nice because all I see is positive comments, which, you know, it, it makes me it makes me proud.
3: Alina, all the best. It's been brilliant to talk to you and good luck as well.
1: Thank you, thank you so very much. All the best and all the best wishes for, for you too. and hi to everybody who, who listens and I'll hope, you know, we'll maybe we'll chat again or you'll hear for me.
3: <laughs> we'll uh we'll cross our fingers and we'll see you in Turin, Alina.
1: Thank you. That will be that would be magical. This is the Euro Trip.
2: That's right, this is the Euro Trip. We are back with you for our very first episode of 2022. Don't forget you can keep up to date with us and get in touch with us online. We are at Euro Trip Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. Or head over to our website as well at eurotrippodcast.com. Lovely to hear from Alina. She is, of course, hoping to represent Romania this year. And uh, every week we're going to do our best to bring you some other national finalists, some other hopefuls for Eurovision 2022. But shall we now turn our attention back to 2021 and speak to a guest from Rotterdam?
3: Safe to say, and I think you mentioned this at the start of the podcast, one of the most popular acts of Eurovision 2021, one of the most popular acts of Eurovision 2020 for that matter as well, it is of course the route from Lithuania. It was a pre-Christmas treat to chat to these guys because, as you will hear, and yes I will say it now James, they were on fire. Very good. Better? Yeah,
2: much better. Thank you. Uh,
3: Of course, as we know, they were due to represent their nation at Eurovision in 2020. They managed to come back again in 2021, but only after they had gone through the Lithuanian Selection once again. Something that they weren't particularly happy about, as you will hear in this interview. They've got a new song out, which has a brilliant title, and it's also a bit of an earworm. We'll chat about that. And I'll also get their reflections as well, of course, on 2021 but so good to have them this is a very fun 15 minutes or so and i started by asking them all about their summer because just having a little social media stalk it looked like they'd been pretty busy yeah nice. the summer
4: was really really busy because uh we had a lot of concerts uh, uh, all around our country and uh a few a few abroad yeah abroad. as well yeah so, yeah, and we were recording our new album, uh, new videos, preparing for our new videos. So, yeah, it was busy, but we are very happy about that.
3: Oh, yeah. Whereabouts have you been? I think I saw on your, on your Facebook, you've been in Barcelona, you've been in other places. Whereabouts have you been?
4: So, we, we, we,
6: in summer, we went to Tallinn. Um, then we went, went to Barcelona recently, and then we, we've been to Cologne as well.
3: How great was it to perform in front of audiences again? Because it's been so long, of course, since musical artists across the continent, across the world have had the opportunity to do so. And especially the reaction that you guys got at Eurovision, which was incredible. It must have been brilliant just to, to get the energy from the fans.
6: Of course, it was great. Yeah, it was. It was It was
4: amazing. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. I mean, we love the audience <laughs> because, you know, musician without the audience is like a... Um, yeah I don't know bird without legs I don't know yeah bird without legs more
6: likely yeah
3: now let's have a chat before we talk about Eurovision I want to talk about your new song which is very very exciting it's a great song it's everything that you would expect from the Roop. I'm talking about oh my godable which is a brilliant name brilliant name for a song to start with where did you get the name from in the first place
4: I remember that I heard that name for the first time. Uh, I don't know where. Oh, you, I think
6: you said you read it somewhere. Oh yeah, I read it.
4: Yeah, yeah. I read that on, on in an I'm...
6: actual printed book, no? Or, or yes. That, yeah.
4: yes. Yeah. Yes, and that, and it was like, and that book was about design, <laughs> and I thought, wow, that's great word, and I need to put it in the song, uh, because it's like it's very weird and it's not it and it's very new. Uh, so i decided to yeah to so why not yeah why not because <laughs> yeah it, it, it it's very good it's it's uh, yeah i like that
3: Not been out for too long but it's already had brilliant reaction a brilliant response loads of people have caught the video on um, on youtube as well so what's it been like to see people embrace some more new music from you guys
6: it's been great we also well again we didn't know what to expect because uh you know last time it was a eurovision song and this time it's it's just we're just re- releasing a song but the, the reactions uh that we got um i think it's it's like trending number two on YouTube if not, uh, at the moment maybe it's number one already yeah. so that's that's great that that's that's all you can ask for I mean we're we're, we're really happy we're now we're, we're doing interviews and then sharing you know our emotions with everybody so yeah that's that's
3: great and we've got some of that iconic root choreography in there as well which is very exciting <laughs> <laughs> see what's what's great about your choreography is that I was gonna say anyone can do it even I struggled with the fingers for Eurovision. But anyone can do your choreography. Look at that. Very good. Very good. What perfect place to get back to Eurovision. then? Let's talk about Eurovision. It's the Eurovision podcast. The fans are going to love that we've got you on. Now, one question that I want to ask is, when did you know you were going back for 2021 with the song that you eventually took to the stage? How long did it take to pick your Eurovision song for Rotterdam?
4: Oh, I remember we we decided uh, only... Uh... In, yeah. in October of 2020,
3: so
6: like a month uh, less than less less than, than two months, or maybe less even less than a month before the deadline to submit the song for the for the national selection. Until then, uh, we didn't have the song. We didn't know whether we're going. We were just waiting for that song to just uh, to happen, basically. And then we 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 composed um Tech, and then we felt that that is the song we want to we want to take to revision sale. So. But it was, it was relatively late. For example, we, rode, we were riding on fire for almost a year mm-hmm. before the actual uh, selection, but DiscoTech was, was late, a late child.
3: Now, we are so pleased that DiscoTech, of course, came to be. Did you always know that you were going to have to be in the, in the Lithuanian selection, or was there a chance that you could have gone and they could have sent you straight to Eurovision?
6: I think if I recall correctly that was decided straight away that the new selection
4: would happen
6: so No it's, no no it's not at uh, first
1: we didn't know
4: because they I because okay. I remember yeah, yeah, uh, they they uh yeah national television yeah. said that uh, uh give us uh, like uh, three weeks and we will ah, tell okay. what what, yeah. what we are going to do but it was then relatively quick for us to to learn yeah. that yeah yeah and it was very like strange for us because yeah, we, like, we were, we're just like, okay. <laughs>
3: yeah. I was going to say, what did you make of the decision? Because you'd already deserved to go to Eurovision. You'd already won the right to go once before.
4: Well,
6: I think we thought that a better decision could have been made. I was mad. I remember <laughs> I was mad that I said,
4: said that. <laughs> off. Oh. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah. then then I realized that, okay, so... I mean, uh, it's it's a new
3: situation yeah, for everybody. So
4: we need so we to just move on. Yeah. yeah we need, need to do something about that. Well,
3: how sad are you that you didn't get to perform on fire at Eurovision? Because I imagine there would have been some brilliant plans for how you would have staged that song.
4: Uh, you know, we don't think about that now because it was I we we just put it in in our past. Yeah. we just move on
6: yeah like like the same thing when we learned that we're not automatically going to to, to, to the next year's eurovision we just stopped and moved on not, no mm-hmm. looking back so same with on fire yeah the song is still there you know
3: <laughs> yeah we can still enjoy it it's not going yeah, anywhere exactly. of course as we know you absolutely stormed the lithuanian selection you won the right to represent lithuania again in rotterdam there must have been a sense of relief that you'd overcome that hurdle and that you were actually going to eurovision
6: it it Mm. truly was because we it 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 didn't feel when we went through the selection we didn't feel like we're, we're going you know with that kind but of uh, landslide that we would yeah. we would win yeah. that easily as it as it eventually you know turned out so mm-hmm. that was that was a stressful uh, uh, period you know that 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 whole selection but you know at the end of the day then yeah that that but great. when we won we we
4: were just like Ooh, okay um, yeah okay now let's let's move on now let's get yeah. ready you know for for the main event yeah and as I remember that uh, when we went to pre-selection we were yeah. more... N- uh, stressed more nervous yeah more, yeah more nervous than uh when we uh, gone on stage uh, them, yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's true
3: the minute you're selected the minute you know you're going to eurovision that's when the hard work starts and i don't think it's possible to quantify just how how hectic everything is in that time between you being selected you going to eurovision you know, how exhausting is that as an, as, an, as an act to go through everything and the press and the rehearsals and, and building up to that one big moment? So it
6: doesn't even start there. You start from writing the song, you know, so yeah. the whole the whole uh, um, project, if you will. Right. Yeah. So if you want to, if you're going to go and participate, it takes, I don't know, at least nine months, for example, so, but it's yeah, work. it's it's
4: our job, you know. Yeah. It's 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 much better. I, I say for myself, yeah, uh, being on stage and and talking with uh, with the media uh, than uh, working in the farm or something, you know. Yeah, it's I mean, like a, it's our like life. We enjoy it.
3: Yeah, yeah, it's
6: not it's not like oh, ah, yeah, I don't want to go to work today, interviews yeah. and stuff. No, we 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 love it.
3: <laughs> was Eurovision everything you hoped it would be? Or was it everything you hoped it would be and more?
4: We wanted to win, <laughs> but uh, after all, we are very happy about that, and we learned um, uh, very a lot I mean, of things. Yeah, a lot of things from Eurovision, mm, how to deal with our stress or how yeah. how uh, with, all, with all of the attention.
6: Probably mm-hmm. uh, that's something that we were uh, informed about that you know that we would get. Uh, a ton of attention uh, uh, since the the moment you step out of your hotel you're you're under the spotlight so this is something that you know you have to deal with uh, and, and the way you deal with it you know everything depends on that basically so you know we i think we were prepared for uh, mm-hmm. that and, and and we did quite well so this is a, an expectation that we had and yeah it, it, the the attention was was you know immense
3: and you knew you were going to get that attention when you decided that you would all go for bright yellow suits on the stage. <laughs> <laughs> sta- I'm sure the listeners want to know, and I definitely want to know, when was that decision made? When did you decide, we're going to wear yellow in Rotterdam? Um,
4: I think in January. Uh, yes, or, or in the late December uh, yeah, of yeah. 2020. Because... Uh, yeah we started to work on um, a video and uh, I remember that uh, the first decision was like maybe we have to be red and uh, yeah and designer already bought the red outfit, uh, the red uh, red uh, yeah material, material. Yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah and then i said no no no
0: no 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 no
4: no no. we actually
6: have those costumes and we use them yeah yeah yeah. After all, after all, but,
4: yeah, yeah they were already made red yeah, yeah but i said no not not red not red because we need to shine we need to to spread positivity red is like uh like blood you know like a very anger yeah. maybe some some uh have some uh sexuality in this but uh but it's not about that song yeah so i remember that i said okay yellow designers i, I remember designer size. <laughs> we have only two weeks yeah, yeah but yellow we need to be yellow so uh after that so purple was added to it yeah purple uh, and black
6: or white black like, and, and white light. like checkers you know, Yeah. Car, yeah
3: well the end result was so well done to the designer because the end result was fantastic yeah <laughs> What are your what are some of your most memorable moments from from Rotterdam? Because of course it was a Eurovision unlike anything else. You didn't get to experience some of the things that you would have done if you'd been at a Eurovision in a different year, but you must still have some really memorable moments that will stay with you.
4: I remember being
6: on stage or the, the first that first moment yeah. when because we were rehearsing, uh, we had like three rehearsals before the first semi-final show yeah. and the first moment when uh, uh we played with an audience that was the moment when wow. it was like we were shaking you know but but, but in a good way yeah, yeah it
4: wasn't stressful or anything that but, was yeah ah. but but talking about uh, uh audience it uh, for me i yeah i, I felt the same uh, yeah. but uh, do you remember that uh, that moment when we just uh, got on the stage preparing for our show for our uh, mm-hmm. song these 15 minutes seconds not, not minutes yeah. 15 seconds and audience went crazy oh yeah they yeah and it was like oh it's for us it's, <laughs> yeah, yeah. oh my and yeah. we, we just waved and they had went that was, that was yeah, that crazy, was crazy more, and, yeah. and yeah more and, crazy and and
6: this is this is after not having a live show for for about a year oh, probably yeah, yeah. yeah. So, ah, yeah, that was that was a crazy moment. Mm-hmm. So, yeah.
3: do you react to that to the eighth place of course you said that you went out there you wanted to win of course we have still got so many fantastic memories we always will do of you performing at eurovision which is if anything priceless it doesn't mean too much i'm sure to you guys but eighth means you're one of lithuania's best ever results at eurovision and potentially you always will be
6: we will see what future brings yeah that's second best uh but yeah i think the Eurovision this year was extremely strong and has a mm-hmm. yeah it had a a really big competition so looking at the songs above us i mean you 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 can't be sad i mean they they're really great so
4: mm-hmm.
6: uh, we we're, we're we're really happy with with the where we ended up yeah absolutely
3: at the time that we're chatting you have recently released a statement saying that you will not be going to, to Eurovision in 2022 because we know you must have had a lot of questions about whether or not you're coming back but you have said never say never which has got Eurovision fans very excited that's yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah that's right
6: um
4: <laughs> because you know uh,
6: we still have unfinished business I guess mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. we, we still have to win <laughs> <laughs>
3: Does that mean that you can finally wear those red suits that were already made for you at Eurovision with a new song <laughs> and win?
6: <laughs> yeah, you never know. Maybe they'll come in handy. <laughs> yeah.
3: Can you put a time frame on when you'd be back, or is it just when you've got the right song or when it feels right?
6: Yeah, that's probably that. I mean, mm-hmm. the same it was, you know, the like the last two times we we came. Uh, so yeah, it's going to be whether we feel whether it feels right or whether mm-hmm. we have a song. Yeah.
1: Yes.
3: Now, I'm so lucky to chat to you because you are so busy. So let's ask, what's next? What are you up to at the moment? What can people look forward to from you in the near future?
4: Uh, in the near future... Oh, now we want to invite to see our, our Oh My god video. Uh, and in the near future, we will release, uh, I think, an uh, album. Yeah, we have
6: an album, yes. um, which is which was already postponed, unfortunately, but... You know, now we're we're hoping everything's gonna be mm-hmm. uh, just fine. We also have a, a, another single which you won't have to wait for for another year, definitely. <laughs> yeah, and then we have a lot of plans to tour around Europe, uh, mm-hmm. but also we, in spring. In spring, I yeah, so. in spring, yeah. So, but that is again, you know, with a little question mark. Is you never know where, where the pandemic, you know, takes you. Wow!
3: Well, fingers crossed. That all sounds very very exciting and then looking ahead to Eurovision 2022 you won't be performing at Eurovision 2022 but will you be watching will you be having your own Eurovision party
6: yeah absolutely absolutely we're a part of the Eurovision family now anyway so we're really looking forward first of all to the national selection here in Lithuania uh it should be it should be great um,
4: mm-hmm.
6: and then of course the the, the main event obviously obviously we're gonna be there one way or another
3: yeah Oh, what does that mean? That's exciting. That
6: means that we're gonna watch it at home. <laughs> at
4: no, no, maybe, 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 maybe we will be in Italy. Who knows? Uh, yeah. yeah, watching you never there, know. You or know. or singing our song because Italy gave us twelve points. So maybe we will be. Uh,
6: it's my. It's yeah, my... Italy. If you're watching, yeah, we're open. <laughs> <laughs>
3: we don't in, have plans
6: for uh w- which day is it may 14th yeah,
3: yeah. the, the <laughs> roof in the uh the roof in the euro club that's what we want <laughs>
6: oh we're in <laughs>
3: <laughs> guys thank you so much it's been brilliant to chat to you it's been wonderful thank you for everything you have given eurovision fans over the last year and more of course and uh, yeah it's been brilliant to have you on the podcast so thank you so much thank you thanks for having us rob bye bye
2: don't forget, you can get in touch with us on social media. We're at Eurotrip Podcast.
3: Great fun to chat to the root here on the Eurotrip Podcast. And we will have some more of the class of 2021 on the way from 2022. But if you're lucky, next week we'll have one of the
2: class of 2022, if that makes any sense at all. What you're trying to say is we've got guests aplenty on the Euro trip over the next coming weeks and months as we get into Turin in May in 2022 Uh, lovely to hear from the group there it would be great to see them in the Euro club and it would give me at least a perfect opportunity to practice the dance go on you can do it. I know you can. So yeah, well, well, this—I don't mean a dance, but you know the hand thing you were on about at least, anyway, with the with the guys from the group. And we talked about it uh, back in Rotterdam. And I—I'm showing you now. I, I couldn't really do it. Uh. it like I could sort <laughs> of do it, but very slowly. Yeah. But that was my right hand. If I show you the left hand, oh wow. Look at that. I was just using the wrong hand the full the time. The right is a little bit like a giant tortoise is trying to do it. Like it's <laughs> that sort of speed,
3: but the, the the left is impressive. Are you right or left-handed? I'm right-handed,
2: which doesn't make any sense at all, the does it? The
3: mystery continues, but no, that was very impressive. Well, if you see a averagely-heighted Geordie fella in Turin <laughs> waggling his left hand around, you'll know who it is. It's James Rowe,
2: everywhere. Yeah. Come and say hello. Uh, but after such a whirlwind episode to begin 2022, it's time to wrap up. But you know the drill by now. Before we leave, we're going to bring you the one second song. The part of the episode where we take in turns to play each other the very first second of a Eurovision song. And the other one simply has to try and guess what it is. There's four points on offer. The song title, the artist, the country you represented and the year it entered the Eurovision Song Contest. It's as simple as that. Very simple,
3: but often... Very, very difficult, as we find week in, week out. Thank you to Martin's brilliant spreadsheet. If you don't know what I'm talking about, make sure you listen back to a previous episode, but Martin is one of our favourite listeners who made his little spreadsheet, so we can keep up to date with the scores. I can tell you it's
2: currently James 10, Rob 5, but I've got a chance to close the gap this week. You could bring it back to 10-9 if you get all four points correct, and I think you may have a chance this week. So without any further ado, let's take a listen to this week's One Second Song. (laughs)
3: I think, I think I've
2: got it. I think I've got it. Although at this point, I now can't remember what the song's called. Oh, no. Oh, come on then. You might, uh, should we go straight into it? Or do you need a little bit more thinking time?
3: And let's, let's have it one more time, but only for the listeners. I want you to know this is just for the listeners and I don't <laughs> need this. Okay, right. I think I'm just going to go straight to it. I think this is a link to our very first episode. On that first episode, we spoke to Eric Gabriel, who was one of the backing performers for Dorados, who represented Moldova at the Eurovision Song Contest. Now, which year did they represent them in? I'm going to say they represented them in... 2019, which feels like a lifetime ago. That's why I'm probably going to get the year wrong, but it it feels like (laughs) a lifetime ago than that. Uh, So, Dorados, Moldova, 2019. I think the song was called, it was called Something Day, wasn't it?
2: Um... Oh, no. Uh, Lovely Day? Is that your final answer? Yeah. Well, I can confirm you have closed the gap. It's all I wanted. I wanted a, I wanted a positive start to 2022. Instead of 10.5, it is now 10.7. You got two points. I there. only got two points. You only got oh, two points. Oh, I thought I definitely <laughs> got three. Go on. You were correct in saying it was Moldova. Uh, you were correct in saying it was Dorados. However, it was back in Eurovision 2018 that would, in Lisbon. That would be why it feels a like lot longer ago than 2019. <laughs> And it wasn't lovely day. You were very close, though. You hit the post. It was my lucky day. Oh. Let's take a listen yeah.
5: You got secrets to unfold. You got stories never told. You're. Home.
3: I
2: think my favourite Eurovision stage performance ever, this song. Yeah, really, really fun, wasn't it? We chatted to, as Rob said, Eric Gabriel. He was one of the backing uh, performers uh, during that stage, and we chatted to him on episode number one of the podcast. If you feel the need... Feel free to go and listen back to that one and see at least how much we've developed anyway <laughs> as a podcast. Well, great to chat to him, and he tells us all about how that staging came together. Uh, but yeah, you're, you're so right. It was a great staging for Moldova. Any guesses on a bit of a connection uh, to this week's episode that that song has? A bit of a connection,
3: right. So we've had we've had the Roop on from Lithuania. Uh, we've chatted to a Romanian national finalist. Uh, we've chatted about Albania. Oh. Uh... Uh twenty eighteen. Um I've, I've oh I'm gonna make something up. Uh I'm gonna say that if you rearrange the letters oh, of Dorados, <laughs> you end up getting
2: the middle name of <laughs> Renella Hajati. There you are, how's that? Imagine, imagine if I could manage to pull that off. No. Uh no, is the short answer. Um if you go back to Eurovision twenty eighteen. Lithuania, of course we've been chatting about Lithuania, came 12th. Uh, Albania, we've been chatting about Albania. They came 11th in the grand final. Who came 10th in the grand final that year? It was Moldova.
3: Very good, very, very good. And of course Lithuania, no that was 2019. (laughs) I was going to say, and of course Lithuania 2018 is back in the Lithuanian selection this year. That's not true. I don't think it is anyway. Oh, hold on. Uh... Iava? Yeah, she is, yeah. Who was Lithuania 2019? No, she was 2018. Who was 2019? Uh... I'm just going to shout at you now.
2: Uh, Who was it? Uh, 2019. How could we forget? It was, of course, uh, We Are The... No. Run With The Lions.
3: Ah, Yes. How Uh, how... could we forget, indeed? How could we? Yes. (laughs) Anyway. Oh, well, that's exactly the sort of... Professional <laughs> production that you would expect from us here on the Eurotrip Podcast, and that is episode one of 2022. Done. It has been so wonderful to, to have you with us, and the road begins
2: because who knows what roller coaster ride we will be on for the rest of the year? Yeah, the trek to Turin, as I'm going to call it. Feel free to join my bus. Oh, I wish I thought more of that the voice of it. <laughs> but it's safe to say, that's what we're going to be doing between now and May, taking you on a journey from wherever you are to Turin for Eurovision 2022. So thanks for joining us for the ride. We'll be back again with you in seven days for a brand new episode of the EuroTrip. But in the meantime, don't forget, you can keep up to date with us uh, on Twitter and Instagram. We are at Podcast. We're on the email, hello at EuroTripPodcast.com, or on our website, EuroTripPodcast.com. .com, and don't forget to subscribe leave us a review and rate us 5 stars from me James it's goodbye and from me Rob it is actually hold on
3: Italian phrase book uh uh <laughs> from me Rob it's oh no the glossary I'm in mean, the glossary at the back that's not helpful is it <laughs> from me Rob it is ho bisogni di nuovi occhiali which as you know James means i need new glasses <laughs> Goodbye.
2: <laughs> oh, that was very silly.
3: I asked them how they felt when they found out they'd have to compete again. Oh, Jesus. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> just whacked oh. the mic with my pen there. Oh. I'm just so excited to be recording again.
2: <clears throat> Oops. Didn't mean to press that. You know when you you know when you get a notification at the top of your phone and you're trying to press it at the top of your phone and you open that thing, ah, oh, agonising.